TAFE Queensland acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and respect the continuing connection to land, waters, cultures and family that Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples uphold. We pay respect to Elders past, present and future. We recognise that teaching and learning has taken place on country for over 60,000 years and two-way learning is an important part of our reconciliation journey. Hi, my name is Catherine and I'm the host of the podcast, My Study Journey. In this season, we go on a discovery journey to learn more about Australia's Indigenous culture and listen to inspiring stories of our First Nations peoples and students. You're listening to Connecting Cultures. My career advisor at the time told me that the only thing that I could achieve in life was to be a checkout girl. That's Rebecca Cohen. Rebecca is a current student at TAFE Queensland and has completed her Certificate 3 of Social Work and is completing her Certificate 4 in Youth Services. In this episode, you'll not only hear her inspiring story of pursuing education after a lifetime of being told that she isn't good enough, but also her incredible journey of self-discovery as an Australian Indigenous woman. This is her story. I'm an only child and all my brothers and sisters are all half-siblings. My mum left my dad when I was about three. Then we went to um, Victoria for a little bit and then we moved from there back to Sydney. What was schooling like for you? It was okay. It's just because we had to move a lot. I went to through about seven public schools. So, you know, I had a learning disability that was only finally picked it up in high school. A lot of people, especially the teachers, they would push me harder and harder and they really couldn't understand why I really couldn't keep up with a lot of the other kids. So it's um, dyslexia. You know, you see a word in a sentence that shouldn't be there. It's frustrating. Only now at my age I can correct that myself automatically. If you're stressed, you'll see a word there that shouldn't be there. And, I mean, it also stems over into maths as well. But I had general reading skills and I was general writing, but um, not the best as everyone else. And then when they finally came across it, it was good because now I, I have certain um, – my computer set up that it spells – it does autocorrect, which is really awesome. What did it feel like when you finally got a reason to why you were struggling? I suppose it was just a relief to know why, yeah. Did you then get the support that you needed at school? Um, not really. There really wasn't really like an extra teacher or anything there to be able to help me get me through it. And my mother was only at a certain kind of level herself and I don't think she really understood you know, what it was. So eventually um, I left school really, really early because I couldn't progress like everybody else. So I still had that wanting to strive for perfection, but I couldn't. I didn't have anyone to help, you know, me to get there. It felt like people didn't care. My career advisor at the time told me that 
the only thing that I could achieve in life was to be a checkout girl. I didn't know at the time that I had already repeated a year. So that was in kindergarten apparently. I didn't even know. And so I, I already felt like, uh-oh, there's something wrong with me. So that there, with no one to tell you, no, look, hey, you're perfect the way that you are and this is da da da, da what we can do to help. Without that kind of support, I left. And I had a terrible outlook on myself because I didn't feel like I was the best like everybody else, you know, at a certain level. Did that affect other parts of your life? Yes. Just with overall confidence. I didn't have much confidence ever really, yeah. If you've never had that to begin with growing up, it's very hard as you get older because, you know, confidence affects mental health, affects physical health and just grateful now that I have that, even that bit of confidence now, I mean, I'm coming to TAFE, you know. Rebecca explains to me that the relationship she had with her mother and then stepfather as a child was abusive and followed with years of trauma. Once Rebecca left school, she became a young mother and as time passed, she decided that she wanted to restart her education journey. She completed her Year 10 qualification in Melbourne and eventually moved to Brisbane where she enrolled in TAFE Queensland. I asked her why she chose youth work. Because I believe everyone has a right to justice. You know, social justice is very, very important. There's people in the community that never get seen, they never get heard. And if you can help someone in some way, why not? So I I came back, asked a few questions here at TAFE. Initially knew what course I wanted to be enrolled in, enrolled in it. But, But at the same time, I had a coach to help me get me through the course, which was unbelievable. So we did, I believe, a 12-month course in six months. There were a lot of times I thought, oh, goodness, I can't get through this. I can't do it. I had to keep pushing myself and believe in myself a little bit more that, hey, you've come this far. You're not giving up. So... I asked Rebecca what part of Australia did her Indigenous heritage come from? My great-grandmother came from Bulgandramine Mission, New South Wales, yeah, uh, Wiradjuri. Did you have any connection to your Indigenous culture? None whatsoever growing up. I didn't even know that I was Indigenous. She didn't even tell me what my um, heritage. Um, so it, it was confusing growing up. My mother's got pale white skin. I've got dark skin. People would always kind of ask, oh, is this your daughter? And and so there was always a question of, hang on, who am I? I have been to a lot of different places, you know, in different parts of Sydney and someone will come up to you and think that you're Greek or something like that and I'm not, so. How old were you when you eventually did find out? I was living somewhere in New South Wales and things happened. I um, was given a house that was Indigenous housing. And I went, really? I'm Indigenous? You know, the government department there said, well, well, yes, you are, because your father is Indigenous. Well, I didn't believe it. I couldn't believe it because I didn't grow up being told that. (laughs) 
Rebecca tells me that throughout her younger years, she had no contact with her father, who was her Indigenous parent. I asked her, how did she find her dad? And how was the relationship after that? Eventually, I got his number, and I think I rang him up. Then he came over to Parramatta to meet me. And at that time, I was a young mum. I had a little baby. He told me that I was a baby having a baby, which, look, he was right. At the time, though, I did not see that, although I loved him very much. We stopped talking, you know, and um, I wish now that I hadn't have just stopped talking to him, yeah. When did it finally sink in that you've got this whole heritage and culture behind you? Well, I have a lovely, lovely cousin who I think it was in 2020 sent me through some um, photos, a couple of photos actually. I just couldn't believe it because I'd never seen uh, past relatives before or anything like that, didn't know anything about the history. or One picture in particular of um, my great-grandmother was um, on an old wooden porch and she's just sitting in her chair with this you know, little smile on her face and I stare at her for a long time. The cousin said that our relatives are from Bulgandramine Mission and I've went and done a bit of my own research and it was like etching out the tip of an iceberg and finding out more and more and more. And, like, I, I couldn't believe it. It sort of go through the emotions of feeling really, really sad, really, really angry, and then a feeling of their lives were tougher than mine way tougher and it's kind of put me in in the um frame of mind of what am I doing why aren't I getting up why am I not trying the biggest oomph I've had to say I've felt in my life and I would start having dreams about my great-grandmother and I never knew my great-grandmother I asked Rebecca what difference learning all of this made to her identity Mum, so when she got married, so I had already had Dad's last name, Mum put my stepfather's last name. So for half my life, I had been using a name that wasn't my name. Now only recently, about two years ago, I've changed the name, the stepfather's last name, to my biological name that is on my birth certificate. So for the first time, I feel like I'm using my identity, who I'm meant to be, you know, I've got my identity now. When that name changed and it finally came through, what did that feel like? Amazing. I cried and I thought, wow, I can't believe that I did this. I didn't know what it was like to care for myself even or even until I I knew my um, heritage, where I was from. It changed everything and then when you use your name, like proper name that you were born with, it's almost if like you've become that person that you should have always been. I asked Rebecca how she got to where she is now. I was really lost for a very, very long time and because of everything that happened around me as a child and to me, I was lost for a long time. Um, But then I found the path that I wanted to be on that I maybe should have been on all all along, but I never knew that. Sometimes we never know what our journey beholds us, you know. Um, So only I, I suppose I had to work that out 
I um, kind of just try and give myself a lot of self-love, you know. People would say when I was a lot younger, you know, you should love yourself. They never, ever said why. Look in the mirror and say, I love it. Like to me, that, that was really weird and I thought it was vain. I never knew it meant to look after yourself because if you can't look after yourself and you have loved ones that you need to look after, how can you look after them? And that's, you know, I've learned that. How do you feel like your past experiences can help other people? If there was a um, young woman in the same I mean, not always even in the same circumstances. Just to have the right supports for um, that young person would help them so much through the journeys of trying to get a job, um, even the encouragement to help them believe in themselves. Because confidence is its not always everything. If a young person hasn't got any confidence to accomplish anything, they're not going to be able to do that. There are a lot of young people, especially in Australia, they have nobody and they have nobody to look up to but themselves. Sometimes um, their journey, it's horrible and that's life, you know. Their lives are, are not good. And if they're, you know, teamed up with the right services and, and people that believe in them, I fully believe that they will go so far. that They'll go really far in life, you know. And then hopefully what I, I truly hope is that they wouldn't have missed out on so much life like I did. How does knowing your identity and knowing that you're Indigenous make you feel now? Proud. It's a feeling that until you've felt it, when you're proud of your heritage, you start feeling proud of yourself. It's a beautiful thing to finally be able to to feel. I, I never knew what that was like. Knowing where um, your ancestors are from, knowing what they've gone through, you know, and the culture. I mean, I didn't even understand what my culture was. There was an assessment last year, a group assessment. And so there was a few students that I did the assessment with that they let me run it. So, wow, I made 45 to 50 power slides because I went through everything, dream time, astrology, eating habits, hunting tools and everything. And so what I've tried to do was look at everything in the one culture, you know, and what Wiradjuri means, means the three rivers, to learn about the land and that particular area, you know, of New South Wales. Now it's also put me in touch with there's a deeper culture out there of other Indigenous people. I didn't even know that each Indigenous group has their own language. I've watched a little bit of Australian wars. I mean, not long ago, all I've ever wanted was to be accepted. I never knew that everyone just wants to be accepted and that's a big thing. There's so many different stories I've heard so far in the last couple of years that saddened me, you know. I would just love all of Indigenous culture to be recognised. I, I just wish... Indigenous people and general Australians could just come together and, and heal. I hope something changes in my lifetime for the younger generations. It means a lot, you know. What role did educating yourself play in your journey? I suppose it's sort of transitioned in a lot of different ways. It's helped 
with my reading and writing tremendously, you know, having a lot more confidence. To be able to just ask for that help and know that the teachers are here to support you, it's good, you know. TAFE here wants you to pass. They'll help you. There's all different services here to get you through. What's next for you? Hopefully I can get into a place where there's um, Indigenous people, somewhere with young women that can help them, you know, sort of get through the cycle that they're going through, you know. So I had to break my own cycle. I'm still breaking it. That's a whole, whole system. It's hard to do, you know. Just want to help young women or Indigenous families if I can, yeah. I'm at peace. Finally, at the time of my life, I've come to a point where I am at peace. I want to help other people, you know, yeah. What would you say now to that advisor who said that you'd never be anything more than just a checkout chick? And say, no, you watch me. Watch me run. <laughs>